0: What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Nate. Welcome to Big Nate Short Story Club, home of the best short story clubs. And today, I am joined with me by Elliot to discuss The Outsider by H.P. Lovecraft. So, Elliot, how are you doing on this fine... Mo- is it Monday? Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Tuesday, <laughs> no. Tuesday afternoon. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I also keep thinking it's either Monday or Wednesday, which is just not right at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, ready, ready to talk about this story. Yeah, it, uh, it's... Yeah, it's
0: fun. It's a a fun one. Uh, Well, okay, fun is definitely not the right word, but it's a good it's a very Lovecraftian Lovecraft story. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I actually so the reason I know about this story in the first place was because I was assigned to read it. For like a lit class when I was in seventh grade, I think, and I oh, didn't know shit. anything about <laughs> Lovecraft or what this was gonna be. Seventh at all.
0: grade, I thought you were about to say yeah. like some like horror, like college horror class. Right, but sev- You'd seventh think grade. That, but okay, that's,
1: it explains a lot of this why would haunt. I am this would haunt me, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: We got we got to start giving Lovecraft to to kids during their developmental stage, you know, like so it really fucks them up for for life. Yeah. Um, But okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's okay. cool. Fun times. Um, Okay, well, before we get into the story, um, you know, to drill first off, of course, my dog starts chewing on his chewing on his toy. He waits for the waits for the podcast to start for that. But um, what are you reading right now? Why would you pick it up and how are you liking it?
1: Yeah, so I'm doing nonfiction right now. Whoa! Um, yeah, so I am reading a book that I started last year. Um, there's a few books I started reading last year that I kind of gave up on partway through, and now I'm trying to clean them out before the end of January.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No.
1: Um, so this is called "From Gabriel to Lucifer: A Cultural History of Angels." Mm, um, oh,
0: that sounds okay. That's cool nonfiction. That's, it's that's awesome. Cool yeah, nonfiction. no,
1: it's it's really good. It's uh, so it's really. Dense because it goes into a lot of, you know, intense biblical, uh, is it like, is it like like scholarly?
0: yeah kind of okay yeah it's uh, like okay.
1: it, it could be a textbook <laughs> kind
0: of oh, thing oh <laughs> okay that's that's at least if you're gonna read a textbook on something the history of what yeah. is it wait what was it devils demons angels, a- angels. oh <laughs> yeah same thing low-key to same but but yeah <laughs> well, there, i
1: mean i'm currently on the chapter on fallen angels so you know it's kind of yeah. the same
0: <laughs> shout out of uh, um, paradise lost and yeah for Lucifer. sure
1: <laughs> i'm just i'm stuck here forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no it's it's intense which is part of why i dropped it last year yeah. i was like i'm reading enough scholarly stuff at the moment Ain't to not also have to be doing this on my off time but um yeah no i'm i'm glad to be back to it i think i've only got like 30 pages left or something and oh nice that's home really, stretch. that's the home yeah stretch. yeah it's really interesting um if i can just let myself not uh try to memorize 100% of it as i'm going yeah Um, but there's some there's some weird shit about angels man people people got some weird lore about that
0: okay that's that's cool that sounds (laughs) like a cool thing to just like be able to bust out to like some some angel knowledge (laughs) i have been reading i mean honestly i'm kind of reading a bunch of shit right now but the the book i will choose to talk about is uh selected short stories by anton chekhov
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. And it's very good. It's, I mean, Anton Chekhov is obviously a super famous, like, Russian writer. And not only just that, but he's famous for short stories.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And plays and stuff. But so I'm going through this book. I don't know if it's, like, the nature of, like, this collection of Chekhov or if it's just ch- how Chekhov usually writes stories. But they're all, like, not more than, like, six pages. Like, oh, anywhere wow. from, like, three really to six yes and the, but what's crazy is each of them pack a punch like every one i've read right now it's like i read it and i have to like close the book and just like think for a second and check off kind does,
1: of ideal maybe that's, yes that's no optimal. it's great yeah. it's
0: amazing actually because it's like it's a, it's amazing like bang for your buck because nice. you just you, yeah and it's like it's just so packed with every like there is no wasted word no wasted sentence and it's all in the in the effort of like it's it's like dialogue and character, like that's what Chekhov is is a master of. It's just like little things that people say, little actions that they do, like reveal so much about who they are. And then that's like what I'm saying is they pack a punch because you read some shit that's like three to six pages, and it it like resounds through you. It's like whoa, like you know these motherfuckers, like you, it got you feel. It's got you feeling. That's and so. And it's good. just kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, like one of the stories I just read in here was *Misery*, which is one of his like most yeah. famous short stories yeah and
2: yeah
0: f- fuck dude that was like it and i don't think it's more than like four pages and that shit had to be fucked up like all day still got me fucked up Whew. but um <laughs> anyway so yeah that's and then i'm also still reading don Quixote, which it's been oh yeah know, we're coming yeah. around like the two month mark some shit like that that
1: seems like i mean that makes sense though because that's that's a lot
0: yeah yeah and <laughs> I'm on um like seven. I'm like 750, maybe 800 pages, close to 800 pages into it, and nice. so so part one goes up to like 500 pages. Part two is like the whatever, like the latter half, and so I'm yeah. like two or 300. And people say, from what I've heard, that part two is worse than part one. And so okay. far, I cannot agree. I, okay. I, I do. N- nice. I, if if I don't, if I'm not neutral on it, I I almost, if anything, disagree. Cause like so okay. far. I think part of it is it's like, you know, it's like because the part one of the book ends with like almost like almost like the end of like an actual book. Like, I don't know the mm-hmm. exact like the exact structure of like how this was supposed to be written by Cervantes. Mm-hmm. like I know he wrote the wrote the first part. And then, like, some charlatan came out and made, like, the part two for Don Quixote, even though it wasn't, like, Cervantes, like, pretending mm. to be Cervantes. And then he, like, in response, I mean, I think he had been planning on doing this anyway. This is
1: anyway. so dr- I didn't know this at all. No, this is so, yeah. So much drama.
0: Yeah, he dresses it in the prologue, too, or the oh foreword God. for part two. He, yeah, he's basically like, yeah, not, I'm not, this the real Cervantes, basically. <laughs> And then he mentions it in the Don Quixote story, too, where it's like... But anyway, I won't even... That's a discussion for another (laughs) day. That's so funny. But anyway, so so I feel like people... So it kind of wraps... Not wraps up, but there's like a a semi-ish ending with book one. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen in book two? And it's the same exact shit. It's the same shit as uh, part one, which is just nonsense. This is just misadventure nonsense, like side quest kind of vibes and so it's like i don't know i wonder if people are just like okay at this point it's been going on for like 500 pages Mm -hmm. part one kind of ends and it's like okay part two what's gonna happen and so far it's basically just the same shit and i i wonder if that's why people think it's worse because i don't know so far it's to me it's just as funny and if and there's like there's been some like new dynamics between don Quixote and sancho like there's some there's some relationship Okay. Developments here that I think are—it's cool. like, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like Sancho is becoming a little bit more like Don Quixote, and Don Quixote is becoming yeah. a little bit more like Sancho, and it's like oh
1: the inversion. Yeah,
0: and yeah, and it's like they and there's like these little moments where it's like they get all of a sudden like actually very sentimental, and it's it'll just be like a line or two or some shit, but Sa- Sancho will say some shit like you know what like he's like I'm pretty sure my master's crazy, but I don't really give a fuck. I kind of like I kind of prefer doing adventures to real life, you know, Good like for him. exactly. I can <laughs> it's, it's stuff like that, <laughs> for real. It's it's stuff, and then and then Don Quixote too. He he low key like you know, just from like reading it, it's like he hates Sancho, but not not actually. It's just like this motherfucker, you know, fucking Sancho. Bro. Like because Sancho does this funny thing where he's just. Like, he just strings together, like, endless parables or maxims or, like, sayings. It, like, you know what I mean? He just yeah, does, yeah. like, saying after saying, and it, like, drives Kyote to a fury. He's like, that shit doesn't even make sense. And it's like... it's But anyway, he but, you know, secretly, he, he's like... He uh, with the one on one, he's like, I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade that my squire for any other in the world. And it's like, oh, you know, it's like, it's like little shit this, like that. That's
1: sweet. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, it could, it could take it to. We still have. That's what's crazy about this book is I'm like, seven, seven fifty. Yeah. many page, And there's still like three hundred pages left. <laughs> so there's plenty of room for part two to to go astray. But but so far, Don Quixote, I'm fucking with it. Is, this
1: is kind of selling me on it. I've read like part of the first part, but not all of it by any means. Maybe I should. Maybe I should read it.
0: Yeah, it's a long haul. Like it's I've been reading it every day for for like I said two months, like about two two months now, and that's me reading it like literally basically every day. Yeah. Um, for I don't know half hour, hour, sometimes much more. And and like I said, it it's it's no plot, just vibes kind of deal. Yeah. Like there is plot, but it's really not. (laughs) It's really not. I'm
1: personally as a reader, I'm kind of a no plot, just vibes kind of. Yeah. No. I'm yeah personally I'm loving
0: it, and then like (laughs) you just get to see like Kyode and uh, Sancho just like develop and this is like what i like about this too is if you're on board with it it's like the thousand pages is is in your benefit like i almost wanted to yeah. be lo- like this is some shit i almost feel like i could read for like the rest of my life you know what i mean just okay, like read yeah. just like read you know because oh, that's like, an
1: endorsement
0: yeah, yeah yeah and i don't know i have a feel. and there are these like weird moments of like where it actually gets like very profound and you can you can miss it but it it's like it can get really deep really quick and then it'll just go right back to them, these motherfuckers, on their <laughs> bullshit. But <laughs> okay, this cool. This is that
1: thing where you just like you're exposed to something um, so frequently that it just becomes kind of like your your weird roommate or something. These yes. guys are just like living with you now.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. I, like I've been thinking about it. It's like this is one of the first books to me where it's like you know how people say like you know the some of their favorite some of their best friends are books like some of their best friends are characters it's like uh, that's really how i feel about when i open don quixote is it's like these are these are the homies
1: that's so gratifying that's
0: great (laughs) and i think that has a lot to do with the fact that this shit is like a a thousand pages yeah it's like i've been with them through so much they yeah i'm with i'm But anyway, yeah, stay tuned. Like I said, I still have an entire, like, basically novel's worth, <laughs> like normal novel's worth of pages left to read, but we'll see how it goes. And the ending, I, I know the ending, and, well, I won't yeah, I won't even, I'm. anyway, that would be <laughs> interesting. I'm curious to see how, how he ties this, how he ties this all together. Okay, shall we move on to The Outsider by Lovecraft?
1: Sure, yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, just a little bit of background on Lovecraft. So Lovecraft was born 1890. He died in 1937 at the age of 46. Um, both his parents were institutionalized. So his his yes. father was institutionalized when he was like three, I believe it was. And that's right. from, from all I could really find was mental illness and nervous exhaustion, which may have been a result of like late stage syphilis.
2: Oh, so, huh. yeah, oh all right. Yikes,
0: yeah. Maybe I don't know, I'll put a pin in that. It, but, yeah. I'm pretty, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Either way, he was institutionalized. And then his mother also was institutionalized um, for basically the same shit. I mean, actually sorry, not the same shit at all, but like some kind of mental illness thing, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: her her neighbor slash friend talked about how she just dis- she would describe, quote, weird and fantastic creatures that rushed out from behind buildings and from corners at dark so you know huh. it's giving schizophrenia
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so that kind of so, thing
1: crops up i guess in in a sort of way in in lovecraft's most uh, horror style yeah, yeah most definitely so i don't know
0: that right off the bat is just one thing father and mother both institutionalized um, father very early mother later in life but it's like i, I can't help but think there's maybe some yeah. genetic component to uh, yeah. i don't know some kind of weirdness yeah <laughs> well, just weirdness or even in lovecraft. you know
1: even if it's not genetic just like exposure to you know people who have a unusual take on reality i guess Yeah,
0: exactly uh, and yeah. then that plus a couple of just what i would argue are just some straight uh, traumatic childhood events yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which are his his mom his mother susie lovecraft apparently like really wanted a daughter and yeah. until lovecraft was six he, she would like force him to dress up like as a as a little girl basically yeah and, like forced him to grow his hair long and apparently he like hated this and i sent you i sent you that picture and yeah
1: yeah i'll yeah. post a picture
0: in the show notes but um bro literally looks like a little girl like it, it he looks like yeah. a straight and you know that's if it's like if it was of lovecraft's own volition and he sure. wanted to yes yeah whole different thing yeah this him, is like yeah. he actively <laughs> did not want to and she right. forced him <laughs> Yeah, and then on top of that, she was also talking about apparently incessantly about how she would just tell everybody, and I believe Lovecraft himself, um, how that he that she basically told him he was so hideous that he would basically hide from everyone, yeah, and like didn't even like walking on the streets so that because he didn't want people looking at him. Yep. So it's like it's institutionalized a weird, par- weird
1: approach to to parenthood. There. <laughs> it is.
0: Yeah. Ugh. She she's like during these like developmental years like mom is forcing him to dress as like a girl against yep. his will mm-hmm. and then also simultaneously calling him like ug- like hideous yep. ugly and so that he wants to hide himself
1: lot take of note of that a lot of consciousness of what he looks like i think yes. in both of those a lot of- yes yeah which Strange will factor in perceptions
0: which factors in i think heavily hold up my fucking hold up let me mute that which factors in heavily with this yeah. story Definitely. i i would argue so in fact Definitely. some i've one interpretation of this i've heard is that like that the character is uh, like um symbolic of lovecraft but yeah. we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that but yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> just another thing about lovecraft is he also like was very into science like when mm-hmm. he was growing up so he, he studied anatomy and chemistry and astronomy and he literally even had a uh, a weekly astronomy periodical like that he would publish which i think has everything to do with the fact of you know lovecraft being known for cosmic horror right like much of his stuff has to do with the cosmos and science and what it reveals and like the the place in which it situates humans like in the greater universe and that's really where his horror derives from it's really lovecraft i mean he does have his fair share of this but it's not like you know bloody gory yeah grossy stuff it's it's like it's almost conceptual it's, yeah, it's like it's, an existential I mean, his, horror. part of
1: his sort of stereotypical if you're really gonna go hard on lovecraftian almost parody styles is to just describe everything as undescribable yeah i saw this yeah
0: (laughs) i've seen this like hilarious meme it's like uh, i can't i'm gonna butcher it that's always (laughs) how it goes when you try and tell someone about a meme but it was like some shit where it's like love basically it's always the fact is like when lovecraft describes something as indescribable and like because he always does that yes so anyway yeah go on
1: yeah no i just that's that's it like i think the cosmic stuff and the focus on you know, astronomy and astrology and things that are so far outside of Human comprehension in terms of scale and just alienness, yeah. which also I suppose I I would probably be remiss in in noting that Lovecraft was also notoriously like extremely racist. Hella
0: racist, um, yeah. No, that had to get yeah. pointed out. He he's which, so racist. Yeah. There's sub authors that are subtle with their racism, yeah, and it's like you can, it's like okay, you, it's a personal thing. Nah, right. Love that's like part of yeah. Lovecraft. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. bro, was racist as fuck.
1: Yeah, which I think kind of also factors into how he approaches these kind of incomprehensible horrors mm. is he's just like he's fascinated by this stuff that's outside of his own like human ability to understand it but he also is like intensely xenophobic yeah. so things that are outside of his range of understanding are intriguing to him but also scary and bad yeah.
0: Her, like <laughs> so, to hit to him like yeah. he describes it like almost as like horrific Yes. You know, like, there's there's stories by Lovecraft, which it's, like, you know, borderline, like, you know... I mean, it's not even borderline racist, but it's, like, the, the, the horror of the story is, yep. like, mm-hmm. some alien... Not, like, some weird, freakish, like, race that's, like, not quite... Hum- like, some primordial yep. kind of, like, yep. thing like that, so... And lovecraft despite being like one of the most influential because at the end of the, you can't deny that he is one of the most influential definitely, writers definitely and like
1: excellent like it's very yeah, good and at scary at the end of the
0: day yes at the end of the day he's he, he's a good he's a racist who's good at writing but
1: yep.
0: <laughs> uh, despite all this yep. he he died penniless and um yeah. un, and complete basically completely unknown yep. of intestinal cancer at 46 so that's lovecraft for you <laughs> Okay. So what, let me just, let me just start with what were your initial first impressions of this story or maybe like what your history was with it. If you've read it like seventh grade, like what did yeah. you think about it then? <laughs> or just when you read it most recently, like what, what were your impressions of the story?
1: Yeah. Um, so it's hard exactly to remember what I thought about it when You're I right. was like 13, but You're I right. do remember that it stood out a lot. Um, cause we, we had a whole segment on short stories when we read this and, um, we read some Poe, which I think yeah. Lovecraft describes this story as being sort of the the height of his unintentional attempts to imitate Poe's style.
0: Yeah, um, I can
1: see that. So, which
0: sorry, let me just say. Yeah. Uh, so, b- I am gonna bring Borges up later, but okay. Borges Borges described uh, Lovecraft. He it seemed like he had a love hate thing with with Lovecraft, <laughs> and all, we can talk about that later. But um, Borges, I believe, described Lovecraft as like this like unfortunate parody of of poe <laughs> so but oh no. I, yeah It's so yeah. shady no it Damn. is it is um wait that's hold on let me get the, let me get the actual let me get the actual okay. quote um an involuntary parodist of poe that's what he <laughs> that's what he said and so while just while we're on it's like borges apparent like he don't de- he he dedicated a whole story to like in memory of hp lovecraft oh, and really? like and, okay. and yeah i don't know at what point of in, in his life he started reading him but he did read lovecraft but apparently like when he was blind like borges was blind he had people read with him like read to him and he had like this was so it was probably later in life that he did read uh lovecraft but the person the person who would read the stories to him talked about how in the middle of him reading the story he would just start arguing with the author like just (laughs) basically like you know like shitting on lovecraft like but any anyway that just (laughs) that aside but he did have some respect for it like he wrote a story that was actually like very Lovecraftian, and that's the one he okay. do- dedicated in memory of H.P. Lovecraft. So
1: I feel like some of the the best artistic rivalries are sort of uh, someone who thinks that someone else did something almost really well. Yeah, and yeah, it's exactly. like frustrating to them. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, so we, I remember like we read we read Lovecraft, we read some Poe, we read a few other things, and this story in particular really really stood out to me partly because it's pretty short um and it really kind of it does what it does and then it gets out
0: yeah um, and to the sorry real quick to the yeah. listener if you're interested in lovecraft this would be a good place to start definitely. it's short it's got like all the major lovecraft elements so if if you're looking to start lovecraft this would be a good starting point
1: yep i definitely agree it's like close enough to comprehensible i think for for a seventh grader who doesn't have a huge history of you know reading although this
0: these vocabulary words bro, that's (laughs) like that's not not a critique i guess of lovecraft and i'll talk about i'll I'll, i have some stuff to say about that later but um yeah he bro has like he's a thesaurus he's a thesaurus and i think he has i think he you know the charitable interpretation is he has good reason to be doing that yeah. Which is like, you know, the idea of just like, while we're on it, like, you know, the indescribable, incomprehensible nature yeah. of things that he's dealing with. It's like that requires, it's almost like he's just trying to throw every possible word he can at it to yeah. explain it. But it's not never quite, because it, it never could capture it because it is, yeah. by definition, incomprehensible. But anyway, yes, go. Yeah, yeah no, but that's, that's us, a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. It's actually like, in retrospect, thinking about the vocabulary angle on it. I don't know why they had us read this because it is pretty it seems like high school maybe but seventh grade i mean some of these words are some of these words are good sat words
0: yeah no no literally Um, i don't even know what half of these shit is
1: right yeah Yeah. crazy um my
0: philosophy on um words i don't know is not to look them up and figure it out by context clues yeah so yeah (laughs) okay anyway go go on yeah
1: (laughs) Um, so
0: seventh grade, it stuck with you.
1: Yeah. So it stuck with me. It stuck with me, um, over time and I never reread it for whatever reason. But, um, I also, I mean, listeners, listeners may not know, but I am a little bit of a vampire nerd. Yep. <laughs> so this was, you know, a, a good sort of, it's not a vampire story, but there's elements that are sort of in common yeah. with, with some things like that. So it kind of Kind of stuck with me for this. Yeah, those we got reasons. we got like
0: we got like dungeons and and darkness, definitely and, 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 and towers crypts and yeah, yeah, creepy exactly. shit. Yeah,
1: yeah so yeah. that that's part of it. I also bats.
0: Had, we got bats.
1: So many bats. It's yeah. great. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also like, I don't have a solid reason for this. And as as I was rereading it, I'm just like, I don't I don't really know what I was thinking. But somehow in my head, I've just always had this feeling that like there's probably a way to do sort of a literary critical like queer theory reading of this story and now knowing about Lovecraft's history with sort of forced uh, cross-dressing I guess as a child maybe that makes more sense but it I mean I don't know yeah I guess in a in a weird sort of way as a queer person I was just like yeah I I get it I I don't know why (laughs) but like I I could feel that it resonated
0: (laughs) something resonated Yeah, weird
1: way (laughs) So I guess okay. that's
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, when I first read this story and I hadn't read it till you sent till you suggested that we do it. And I also haven't read like back in my college days, I actually read Hella R- Lovecraft. Okay. And I have not well, read him since. So and I don't think I've re- I read I might have read the story. If I have, I completely forgot about it. But um you sent it over and you suggested it. And then I was, to be honest, I was like high as fuck. And I was like, all right, let's, let's do that. And I'm like, okay, oh, this is, I was like, what this a is, way. yeah, way to read it. And I was like, this is short too. Like, and it's Lovecraft. It, everything was right. And then, yeah, that shit was a mind fuck. That had to be, that had to be fucked up on multiple levels. <laughs> Like, each, just each, as the story went on, it's like, holy shit, holy shit, and then just, you know, like,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, slash, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. No,
0: it's, it's all you're welcome, and no, I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. No. Okay, <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, the thing that really stood out to me about, like, this story and Lovecraft is it's like, there's no real, again, like, there's no, like, gore, like, her, mm-hmm. like, classical conventional horror thing yeah. but it's nonetheless still horrifying it's like what the what he's doing is basically playing with like perspective and scale and this weird like this maddening like memory aspect of it too. Yes. And yeah and and the thing that came to mind honestly was the the love the quote that Lovecraft is famous for which is he's saying the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. And that is very much what this story deals with. And you know Lovecraft also deals with that in terms of like you know alien monsters and shit. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. he does have that And this story doesn't so much... Ha- I guess it has, like, a little bit of that, but but not, not so much. But it was still very much that that yeah. fear of the unknown, just I from a different the unknown,
1: angle. I think the unknown in this stuff is kind of more... Almost, like, dark fairy tale Yes, than, than absolutely. Anything. Yeah. Which,
0: by the way, apparently he... tore. So, he learned... Lovecraft apparently learned to read, like, super young. Like, weirdly okay. young. And he tore through Grimm's fairy tales, like, by the age of four. That tracks. Yeah, that exactly. Tracks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... I think I think that's spot on with with the story. It is very much like a fairy tale like going to see well okay uh, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, get there. we'll get there. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, so uh yeah, let's just jump right in. So the the beginning of the story is basically the narrator Actually, unnamed, just yeah, before yeah, we please. even get
1: to the beginning of the story, uh the like quote that he has at the, the epigraph. The yeah, yeah, the, the epigraph. E- um are you familiar with with the poem that that's from no i should have looked um, that up I'm yeah not. so that's that's originally from uh the keats poem the eve of saint agnes which is honestly my favorite poem of all time maybe oh what
0: it's, seriously it's oh, really shit. fucking good oh i gotta read that okay it's,
1: it's really good poetry it's really good Whoa. imagery it's spooky as shit um, that's good. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I think I wrote probably my favorite college essay that I wrote during my whole college oh, uh, dude, experience. That's I wrote sick. on that. Um, it's not particularly similar to this story, except in the kind of vibes of it. Okay. Um Like there is some kind of like, you know, old decaying buildings, castles, whatever stuff, but it's otherwise not particularly similar. But um, yeah, really good poem. If you. Wanna read some poetry, I okay. definitely recommend that one.
0: <laughs> and it's Keats. there's like yeah. Ke- there's a Yeats and they're Keats, right? Yeah. I always get those confused and yeah, I haven't read so either is, of them. This is this
1: is Keats, the <laughs> okay. uh, the the British romantic era poet who had a you know, a lot of fights with other poets of the era. Okay, good. <laughs> we like, like, yeah, I like, yeah. I love
0: beefs. I love literary yeah, beefs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Keats and okay. Byron gonna okay. fist fight in the street. Seriously? <laughs> anyway.
0: Wait, really? No, they, did, they didn't They oh. did actually,
1: but they, they you know.
0: They I had think beef. Keats
1: did actually fist fight a guy who was like <laughs> kicking his dog or something oh um, bro yeah
0: they're yeah. getting beat down if they're kicking the dog yeah, bro yeah anyway
1: that's that's not really related really wow. okay <laughs> that's just, yeah. just a plug for that
0: poem <laughs> okay yeah nice and yeah. it sounds like it cap you said it sounds like it captures the mood of yeah things. i can and definitely I mean, understand
1: the, why lovecraft would want to put that at the start of this as an introduction
0: the the um, line can you read it actually
1: yeah sure that night the Baron dreamt of many a woe, and all his warrior guests, with shade and form of witch and demon and large coffin worm, were long benightmared.
0: Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky indeed. But, okay, cool. I will definitely check that poem out, and that that's a good way to set the tone for yes. um, <laughs> the outsider. <laughs> so... Okay, it, it begins basically with the unnamed narrator just, like, describe basically reminiscing on his childhood, his quote-unquote mm-hmm. childhood. And he Loki just lives in, like, this castle, dungeon, hellscape, dreamscape kind of place. Yeah. So he says, I know not where I was born, save that the castle was infinitely old and infinitely horrible. The stones in the crumbling corridors seemed always hideously damp, and there was an accursed smell everywhere. By the way, this is... Have we... <laughs> i think we're like four for four for stories with smells with i think that's weird true smells.
1: yep we're, we're i don't know if the in the penal
0: colony had smells but every smell is and you know just while we're on and not to go too deep yeah. into this but smell is one of those like marginal senses Definitely. you know it's like sight Definitely. and hearing and it's like yep. that's what's kind of weird that's what's kind of eerie Uh, And just also, too, apparently, like, Lovecraft liked to work with, like, he he says to use, quote-unquote, to describe visceral substances, so Mm -hmm, not, like, mm -hmm. not shit like blood and stuff like that, but, like, slime, which features in this story, like, when he climbs the tower, the bricks are slimy. Yep, there, so like that so idea yeah and <laughs> <laughs> mold and yep. nasty mold oh yeah yeah okay but there was there's an accursed of
1: substances in this story the, yes. generally there's objectionable there really is. <laughs> stuff
0: <laughs> yeah ex- which does contribute to like the gr- like the depravity and absolutely the yuckiness yes yes uh, exactly just, it's, a,
1: it's a really unpleasant place to be um yes. also just in terms of his childhood like you you just, we're kind of alluding to this, but it's kind of unclear you know was he was he born was did he have a childhood is, yeah. always, is he did he grow up like what is I'm also he, using he, he says I don't something. know if that's actually if he actually if the narrator has a gender really no then. I don't know i
0: i was tr- I was paying attention to this I don't think narrator has gender yeah. I'm assuming it's a he because lovecraft like had no
1: right <laughs> basically
0: no female characters yep. but there also, is something I guess to be in the said beginning, about-
1: unhappy is he. To whom the memories oh, of childhood only. But
0: that could be like a third-person thing. Like unhappy is the one, and they always said could. he. could. There's but, also but I, I looked this you.
1: up because it seems very. It seemed very biblical, and it is actually like a very biblical oh, uh, okay. type of phrasing. There's like I there's a lot of biblical statements throughout both the Old and New mm, Testaments that are like blessed okay. is he, um, mm. other things like that. So it's yeah, it's kind of true. just a a prototypical phrasing but but yeah
0: but he flips it yeah yeah so okay nice cool so okay there's just there's an accursed smell everywhere as of the piled up corpses of dead generations lovely this is yeah exactly (laughs) and then this is key it was never light so that i used sometimes to light candles and gaze steadily at them for relief nor was there any sun outdoors, since the terrible trees grew high above the topmost accessible tower. And then also, like, there, there was one black tower which reached above the trees into the unknown outer sky. So, also with the childhood thing, there mm-hmm. is a part where he's like, I'm not actually sure. He's like, I'm assuming I'm a child because, like, I have so little memory of, right. like, <laughs> existence, basically. That he just ex- assumes that he's like a youth for that reason, right? So, just he also, yeah. I
1: think, mentions at one point, yeah. I, um, in the books that he kind of gets most of his interaction, quote unquote, from which is
0: weird, too. Like, there's there's books here, but yeah, like, it, yeah it's, a, it's, like it's a, a dreamscape, which we'll talk it, about very say, much, but, but, yeah, yeah,
1: very much so. But he he mentions. Um, I merely regarded myself by instinct as akin to the youthful figures I saw drawn and painted in the books so he's Mm -hmm. I felt conscious of youth because I remembered so little yes yes exactly Just kind of identifying with whatever is available
0: but yeah and then it's like this weird space where it's like doesn't know where he was born when he Mm -hmm. was born the castle is quote-unquote infinitely old
1: yeah beings must have cared for my needs yet I cannot recall any person except myself
0: yeah, exactly. So, which is
1: beings it's so yeah. nondescript.
0: And then, like after that, he says, "I think that whoever nursed me must have been shockingly aged, since my first conception of a living person was that of something mockingly like myself, yet distorted, shriveled, and decaying like the castle." Yeah. So yeah, Ugh. it's just like weird. There's like no contact. I still don't with...
1: know what that means, even yeah. having read the whole story like multiple times.
0: Yeah, it's 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 strange. Uh, we can maybe we can come back and revisit that, but yeah especially with this idea of like the weird latent memory that comes up and which is also a theme of Lovecraft in multiple stories of his is like this idea that it's like it's like there so he deals with the unknown and like the horrifying and incomprehensible but then at the same time there's this weird familiarity with it like there's like a primal kind of subconscious understanding of it and it's like the the unknown is horrifying but it's like there's some part of the Unknown that is like within us, just as a general theme yeah. of, of Lovecraft, no, something something like that. Yeah. But yeah, you so it's like this place which already is just kind of like if you try and think about the the spatial mechanics of it is weird because it's like yes. there's a there's a castle that he's never seen the sun, no sun or right. moon ever, no light has has he has witnessed except these candles, and it's because like the trees is he says the trees tower so high they block out the sun and the moon. Which is just like, I don't know. It's like when you try and actually like picture that, it, it doesn't like really make sense. Like, the yeah, because you picture like sun or the moon at high noon straight above right. the sky. And like, how are trees you're growing? Gonna,
1: yeah, you're gonna get some amount of light that filters through, sure. And then,
0: and then, yet, he can also see that there's like a black tower that reaches yeah. up past the trees. So, it's like, how do you if the trees are so high they're blocking out? Right. you know, the sun and the moon how can you see this tower that extends way beyond the trees which yeah. you know so yeah exactly does it make sense and then yeah no idea where he's been It like when where he was born has never like talked to people has never interacted with people has never spoken like he says right. he's a, he never used human speech and um like has hasn't never even sp-
1: occurred to him to to speak
0: exactly yeah. And hasn't even, like, looked in a mirror yep. either. Like, th- there's no idea what he looks like. And I don't know. that Actually, this idea, too, of, like, not speaking, it's it's kind of reminiscent of, like, that, I don't know, what like, thought experiment, I guess you could say, of, like, what happened if you put a human in the wild? Like, yep. how would they grow up? Yep. It was mm-hmm. kind of like that vibes. <laughs>
1: yep, definitely, definitely. I think there, in my intro psych like, class in undergrad, uh, there was some story... That was like an actual case study of some. Yeah, child I'm who, I'm like yeah. vaguely
0: also from like yeah. intro psych or developmental psych. Yeah,
1: but I if I remember, remember it though. was like,
0: it was some shit where they could no longer learn language. Yeah. Like they couldn't learn language anymore, and they were kind of yeah. like bestial beast like yeah, kind of yep. I, I don't know the specifics of it can't we can't speak on that but right. but yeah there it, it is that idea though of like this no conception of who they are yep. where they are from no speaking no viewing themselves no access yeah. to light
1: it's weird to think about this person like being able to read at all from from. That's this, strange too. To That's what's
0: super strange. Yeah. Somehow they're able to like yeah read and there, also there's there's it's like lined with ancient books like there's just, right. bo- there's just books in this place.
1: Yeah. Why are there books? Like not even, to mention
0: candle yeah. like the the lighting of a candle like we're yep. getting to it's just it's just like we, this is. Again, part of, like, why it's, like, dreamlike. like Exactly. the, the spatial yeah. stuff doesn't make sense, but there's, like, things that are here that yeah. make no sense to be here.
1: There's, like, elements... It seems, like, in a weird way, like a very sort of distant, distorted memory of what being a person yeah. would be like, potentially. Yeah. Like, you remember there's books, you don't really remember what you are... Um,
0: or speaking or, or interacting speaking with or, Yeah,
1: it's a very kind of... Sp- it's not really a sensory deprivation situation that this person is in, but it's kind of like that because there's so little anything going on, like looking at the light for relief. That's yeah, sort yeah, of exactly. just, he needs like something to see. Um, yeah. There's no real noise. There's no,
0: yeah, cause even not a lot he, to
1: he, capture your attention. Even looking up into the, I don't remember where this was, but there's something about the looking up into the, um, Archways above the corridors and how there's like nothing up there visible except for shadows and cobwebs
0: yeah, um, yeah yeah the
1: high ceilings where the eye could only find cobwebs and shadows so there's just there's so little to look at there's so little to listen to there's so little to
0: because because the yeah. the bats and the spiders and the rats they're described as noiseless. Yeah. Like, when they move around and when they fly around, they're, yeah. they're noiseless. So, yeah, it is very much, like, kind of sensory deprivation. Especially, you know, the obviously the lack of light and everything. Yeah. Which yeah. also goes to... I mean, this is almost like a, a like, put, like, logistic point. But it's like, how are... There's a forest with no right. light, you know, what's, right. what's, what's going on there?
1: How are you even seeing any of this? Yeah. But yeah,
0: I, I like what you said too about the idea that the, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, like faint, bad memory of what it would be like to exist. Mm-hmm. Like that's very much, uh, I think what this, this, the mood of like this beginning, him reminiscing on his quote unquote childhood yeah. is like.
1: It's the, it's, you know, it's what happens when you've been in isolation for too long. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of, you're like, I think I vaguely remember how that that was me sound. that was
0: me in uh covid like a year yeah, into covid real, just, just rotting <laughs> just, decaying i, I no scarcely remember what i was <laughs> lonely
1: terrible burning,
0: <laughs> burning a candle just to just like oh my goodness you yeah. pass a
1: mirror and you're just yeah like, who yeah, is that who what is, is that it that yeah, crazy.
0: yeah. <laughs> my, my first memory of a person is a shriveled old yeah. distorted <laughs> decay yeah yeah but um yeah. and so so and he they i'll, I'll just yeah. use those interchangeably yeah. because it's not clear i think but, actually i think lovecraft made a point to make the gender unclear yeah i think it's like a non-gender thing yeah but so what they tried at some point to escape the forest but it says as i went further from the castle the shade grew denser and the air more filled with brooding fear so that i ran frantically back lest i lose my way in a labyrinth of nighted silence so just like not only is there this like castle the trees which are surrounding it are so thick that, like, you know, he, they have tried to escape, uh, like, it seems like a couple, because t- they are basically thirsting for light, for yeah. sunlight. Like, that is, like, the one sunlight thing they want to company. see
1: Sunlight and company, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, they, yeah, they try and go through the forest, but it's, like, so thick. And and, and it's, like, the shade grew denser, which is just, it's, yeah. that, to me, that almost implies there has to be light. Right, like yeah, there ha- like yeah. for shade to for something to become darker, there must be something that is going darker against, which is light. So right. just mm-hmm. adding to like the the weirdness of it, but you do get this the the feeling that th- this place is completely devoid of light. Like he he has literally Definitely. never seen the sun, and he has literally never seen the moon. This is yep. in complete mm-hmm. darkness.
1: Yep. And if so, there is any light at all, it's just from sort of a mysterious source that doesn't really exist yeah, that also, maybe like also some yeah, kinda, contributes very much to the dreamlike aspect the sort of imagination thing where sometimes right. you know i guess if you're imagining a gloomy castle you maybe i at least don't necessarily imagine specific light sources but there's just this sort of hazy gray
0: yeah thing like that
1: allows me to see some detail
0: <laughs> some kind of like terrible glow or yeah, something or even yeah. maybe some kind of like memory of light like the yeah. idea of like a faded yeah, some, yeah, something like that. But, I mean, it's not clear, too, right? Like, that's Absolutely. part of the, right. the discontinuity. With, that's what makes it weird right off yep. the bat. So, eventually, basically, he decides to, uh, like, escape. There is, like, this yep. black... The only way to escape, he says, is to climb this towering black tower. yeah. Towering black tower, I said, but (laughs) but I'm not wrong. (laughs) So it and so he he says, better to glimpse the sky and perish than to live without ever beholding day. So his plan is basically to climb this tower, climb all the way above the trees, so that he can finally, at last, see the sky, see the sky and the sun and the moon and everything. And this is just, I mean, just to get right off the bat, like he he has this obsession with light. Right. And it's like just just this is almost like obvious, but the the symbology of between light and darkness where it's like light is good. Right. Like God God said, let there be light. And there was light. And he pronounced it good. He said it was good. And God separates the light from the darkness, implying that like darkness is bad. And it's like, you know, you just it's like honestly so ingrained. Like you've seen the light, you become enlightened. Like Prometheus,
1: you, you know, Prometheus brings the light to humanity, yeah. and you know, this is pre Promethean, and maybe exactly. Kind of. yeah, yeah, I like that.
0: Promethean <laughs> is like the word here, too. Like, I'm su- I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't throw that shit in here. Like, yeah, some yeah. Promethean horror. Come like, on,
1: Lovecraft, get with I, it.
0: Get yeah, on my level. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you could have <laughs> okay. said <Okay>. yeah. anyway. <laughs> no, no, it. But, like, and it's, I don't know. It's just like, you know, like, literally, kids, when they're scared, they sleep with the light on. Yeah, like, it, like, light illuminates light like reveals i mean what is darkness but like basically the unknown yeah like and light is the expelling of unknown it's discovering it's to become enlightened yep and it's just like shit too where it's like and like i just said like this fear goes all the way back to children definitely you know like all that's like one and then or maybe you could see a few it the other way and it's like that's something we never like maybe kids are scared of the dark but we never really grow out of that either yeah yeah it's like we're constantly kind of like so built into
1: the way that the species kind of operates where we exactly typically do most of our things during daylight hours and typically are sleeping or something at night to uh I say typically because I don't <laughs> do this, <laughs> yes. but yeah, yeah, I yeah. live in the age vampire, of, you know, vampire status. Yeah, yeah, but I status. have electrical lighting. You know, exactly. Makes it there you go. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's people. People see better in light. It's just. It's and it's, more even comforting. just like,
0: exa- like the evolutionary perspective too. Yeah. Just like you know, like when when it is dark, you genuinely cannot tell what is out there. Like it yeah. is, uh, Like it is unknown. Yep. And like one of the things that kind of comes to mind honestly is like I I do this thing sometimes where it's like I'll go. I want to just go camping by myself. Mm-hmm. So I've done that a couple times. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, this is a good idea. Like, you know, yeah. I'm gonna go camping is going to be I'm going to read. I'm going to like just have some one on one soul time with me yeah. and nature. And it's cool. And I drive out and when I'm there and it's sunny, everything is good. This everything I thought it would be. Yep. It's, it's wonderful. I got the fire going. I got the tent going. I'm reading and I'm chilling. Like, I'm not even concerned. Yeah, and then this, and then the sun sets, and then it like night falls, and yeah. it it is genuinely kind of like like ter- I don't know. This could just be me, but I don't think so. It's like no, it no, becomes yeah. really kind of terrifying and horrifying, yeah. and you're just like on edge, and it's weird because it's like you know, and like I'm talking about too. I'm not like a campsite where it's like there's people everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I'm at like a dispersed camping thing where it's like there's there's nobody around. Yeah, yeah. Or honestly, sometimes worse, there is somebody like you know <laughs> way down the way. Yeah, but yeah there's just some shit where it's like the, the, the sun goes down and like it's dark and all of a sudden everything that was like beautiful and like comforting and cool and honestly trees are like terrifying that's really I think that oh, yeah. Lovecraft is kind of on point with the trees thing because in the daytime trees are like beautiful, like yeah. that's the whole point. You're in the you're in the fucking yeah. forest. But at night, it's like everything it really, like he says, it becomes like shaded, shadow. like you can't see yeah. past the trees, and it just becomes this it's like wall, a wall, yeah. Yes, exactly. Of darkness. <laughs> and you're like looking in, it's like an abyss, and it's like you have yeah, no and it's like we it's kind of hard to articulate why you're scared, but yeah, it's just like you don't know what anything out there. could
1: be there. There's Literally. nothing there, like it's just it's a void or it's full and it's like not clear which is worse. It's just yeah, it's not it, good. Yeah. Exactly
0: and then every little noise i mean it's the it's the forest so obviously yep. like mm-hmm. there's animals doing their thing but every little noise you hear it just becomes terrifying yep. whereas in the daytime no you don't even think about it yep and it's like the wind in the daytime when the wind blows through the trees it's it's beautiful it's like oh wow yeah. what a yeah. wonderful sound and then at night there is nothing fucking more terrifying than just like the the whistle of the wind and like the swaying it's like it becomes it becomes terrifying really yeah. In the dark, and all that really changes is like there's light and then there's dark, you know. Yep. And, and I, I, at no point am I really like concerned at like for like, you know, a quote unquote like rational level mm-hmm. that like something's gonna, like, I don't have any actual fear that like something's gonna come. And nonetheless, mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's it's primal, it's beyond, yeah, absolutely. it's yeah. beyond reason. It's just like, I am scared, <laughs> Loki. Yeah. yeah. So, and the only respite you get from that is light, having yeah. a like a little yeah. lantern in your tent, you know. Yeah. So, just I think he I think that was I think he's on point with that. It just and, it's also
1: just like it's interesting like you're totally true about all of that. That's very you know absolutely kind of I think a universal maybe human experience of yeah. of the darkness. But like through this opening passage of this story there's not a ton of fear that's even described. Like, kind of we as the reader right. bring that to it, but he's not.
0: He, he even Love describes how it's just, like, yeah. he even says how it's like, you know, he thought the smell of corpses and yeah. cobwebs was normal. He thought that yeah. was more normal than the books that he's yeah. like. That's the thing of, like, being ra- being That's right. the thing with the childhood, too, right? It's like, that's all he yeah. can remember. What would yeah. be terrifying about all he can remember? But, yeah, yeah no, exactly. So he's, you,
1: he, like It's like the narrator person is, like, not particularly scared we recognize that it's a situation that we would find scary but yeah. they seem to not um they're more just sort of bored and isolated by it and yeah. then they they want to not go into the forest too far primarily for fear of getting lost and sort of stuck also not in this, not to mention because
0: yeah. because my exactly for fear of getting lost and then it's like okay what happens if you get lost well then you can't eat food or drink what right is, how is he sustaining himself in the right. castle that's the he, that's the does question does he like, eat
1: does he drink i mean it's it's almost exactly like he's just doesn't want to get lost because he's there's even less stimulation out in the forest yeah, than there exactly. is in the castle
0: exactly
1: um, yeah because he'd lose candles and wouldn't have books and stuff i guess yeah. out
0: there yeah Ugh. yeah <laughs> Exactly. So basically he decides eventually like he's going to climb the, this, Mm -hmm. this tower, this black tower. So also just actually real quick, it's like, as like, like we were talking about, like, it's like, it doesn't even seem like he's scared. Mm-hmm. right right but it's like so it's almost like the reason he wants to see light is it's almost like a religious yes. kind of thing where it's like definitely. i want to see the light like that's what definitely. people say to see the light like that's it he wants seems to be like,
1: enlightened yeah. exactly like yeah. literally
0: like that's like those are his intentions yeah. and it's not because like this well he does hate it down there yeah but I, I, it, seem, it seems like he hates it down there because it lacks light yeah definitely really, is like the thing yeah yeah. So anyway, yeah, that is his ultimate motivation and for climbing. And going up
1: too, I guess, is up. like, I yes. mean, that's towards light, but it's also up, like people talk about, you know, sort of ascending um, yeah. religiously. And I'd later, I mean, this is skipping ahead slightly, but they're, they're just vaguely there is a church mentioned yes. with a spire, And that's, yes. I mean, that's kind of the point of those, right, is to sort of draw your eye up towards exactly. heaven. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so, I, I yeah. was
0: even thinking this this tower is almost like, tower of babel status Definitely. where it's like you know, oh, it's so reaching true. it's reaching up up to the heavens yep. and it's like this is a tower that can reach and touch the heavens which that's you know, a really we'll, good point point. and well yeah we'll talk we'll talk about we'll talk about that yeah um because because as so now he is going to climb the tower what will what will he find on top of the tower so, and then this too, just the language. So then he says, in the shadowy solitude, my longing for light grew so frantic that I could rest no more. And I lifted entreating hands to the single black ruined tower that reached above the forest into the unknown outer sky. So lifting entreating hands, like that's just, yeah. you know, like the idea of lifting your hands. It's like, as if in praise.
1: Absolutely. And then it's
0: like this black, like monolithic, <laughs> like prehistoric monument tower kind of thing that, that, which is like you know the idea that it's like a monument and then I'm about to like go all in on this right now but um like just there's something like holy and like sacred about monuments so but as I was reading this yeah one of the words that came to mind was just like obelisk and I didn't Mm -hmm. even know Mm -hmm. I don't even really know what obelisk was so I looked it up and obelisk is like this It's, like, a prominent form of, like, Egyptian, which Egyptian is going to become a thing. Yeah, yeah, But it's, like, this ancient, like, monument religious symbol. Like, it were, like, these actual prehistoric structures, monuments that Egyptian people built. And it played, like, a crucial role in, like, their religion. Like, they put this shit up Mm. in, like, temples and stuff. Yep. And so then... A lot of them
1: have, like... Very intricate adornments with like hieroglyphics and stuff, like Egyptian iconography. Yep, a lot of them also, I think, go up in spirals, which is sort of a staircase like thing. Oh,
0: right, nice. That is
1: not quite what's going on here, but it's similar. There's a stair, there's for
0: sure a staircase in the tower until there's no more stairs and then you have to climb up. But yeah, I mean, obelisks in general, too, are like this ancient thing, like they Mm -hmm. go back to like they exist from like over 4,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, this is one of the first like structures human beings made so again that idea of like the ancient the unknown
2: yeah and
0: there i mean there's like uh, there's actually like mad obelisks in the world but like one of them is called like the unfinished obelisk and this one is like i i recommend reader or listeners look up a picture because it's just like this massive like they're carving out the obelisk in stone and it's just like there's i don't know there's something like terrifying in in are you looking it up right now yeah i am yeah yeah do it so it's just like this massive thing and like you can just and it's like the people against it looks yeah yeah. like you can just see how small the people look against this thing and it's like this is shit that they like erected up into the air like this these are like towers yeah and what's and what's terrifying kind of terrifying about it and I can't really explain why it's terrifying is that this is old. This shit is yep. old as fuck. Like obelisks yep. have been dis- and who knows which one these are just the ones that pres- that are preserved let alone the ones that like actually were that we don't have that didn't survive into this day. Yep. And yeah, like you meant it's like it's they're usually carved with Egyptian iconography and symbology which will talk strange chiselings you might call yes, them which yep. we'll, yeah we'll come back to that <laughs> but and then like I this think
1: so much of like the oldness and and like bigness i guess yeah. is just sort of contributes to the feeling of insignificance That's of any it. individual yes. person um, yes. which is weird because our our narrator here is the only one around and so in some ways you could look at them as like the most significant thing going on here, right. but also just because there's so little else happening, and yeah. they're tiny, and they're always at risk of getting lost in the darkness and the yeah, yeah, ancientness yeah, exactly. of everything relative to themselves. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's very. No, I very like. I think no.
0: th- that that I think that puts the that's that puts the pin on the head. That's not the saying at all. That's the <laughs> nail on the head. But <laughs> yeah. uh, that is it. Like because there because you know it's like for some reason. There's always been a kind of, like, of course, like, beautiful and, like, reverent, but also, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because we're, like, you know, it's in the context of Lovecraft right now, but yeah. shit like, you know, like, the, the Great Pyramids and, like, the yeah. Sphinx and, like, these, and maybe that's actually why he's so obsessed with, like, Egyptian stuff is because they do have so many, like, ancient monuments yeah. to their name. But yeah. it is that idea where it's, like, the, the, it does make human beings look insignificant. Like, yeah. I was just saying when you were looking it up that it's, like, it makes... Look how small the people are against yep. this unfinished obelisk. Yep. And then, so, and yeah, that's I think it's right on And that's so much that's right the
1: way point. that he... That Lovecraft approaches monsters or, like, yeah. deities as well, where they're just... They're so big that they don't even register a human being as yeah. relevant yeah um and that, that's yeah here it's not you know creatures it's architecture but it's it's a similar right, kind of vibe yeah
0: yeah exactly where it's like sometimes you know one thing people say about lovecraft is it's like the the monsters in his stories aren't even evil yeah and that's almost somehow worse because yeah. it's like they just don't we just are so irrelevant
2: yes that's
0: the that's because the, the, evil is like that's worth something to be concerned with we have some important place in the cosmos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft's monsters just like are it's like they inhabit this whole other world. Yeah, like that's what's the terrifying thing is is like the thing that we think is so central and that's become obvious That's obviously a major theme of this story too is like the idea of like what you think the world is uh, but yeah is it's it's just that idea that it's like again the insignificance of human beings and then just related to this too when I was doing my obelisk stuff is like they did there was, like, I don't know what it is. It wasn't, like, a study. But for some reason, they were, like, moving, like, this block of stone that okay. was, like... So it's, like, 25... It was, like, a 25-ton block of stone. I think it was, like, an obelisk-type thing. Okay. And so I think they had the... Te- this was in, like, 1999. So they had the technology to do this. But they just wanted to see, like, logistically, could people yeah. pull such a heavy object? Yeah. And it took, like, over 130 people with, like, tools and levers. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, primitive technologies yeah, and, like, rope. yeah. But they were able to move it.
1: The studies of how, of how, like, trying to replicate how ancient peoples would have uh, moved stuff around. It's like the Easter Island heads. Yeah, exactly. um, Trying to replicate that. It's really interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it, well, so, so, and they found that they, you know, they were able to move it. Like yeah. this 25 ton thing of um, yeah. stone. But That's then what, crazy. But well, the horrifying it is. And then like the horrifying part. And, you know, I don't know if my math is right on this, but it's like the, the largest obelisk that was like successfully erected or mm-hmm. like the most heavy in ancient times was 450 tons. So if you I don't Good know what Lord. the math I don't know what the math is there, but it's something where it's like you have like this image to me of like you have like 2000 people pushing this enormous enormous block of stone just like in unison blocking it uh, pushing it and erecting it up it's like there is something (laughs) horrifying about that and again it might be the lovecraft story
1: beautiful too no it is incredible but geez yeah
0: but there's just something like i don't know how to describe it besides like ancient Like, horrifying and, like you said, beautiful of just, like, this image of thousands of people pushing this, like, monument of stone, yeah. especially to, like, being – it's being built for, like, religious purposes.
1: Definitely. Because this is –
0: so this is – this was the next, like, gold mine I hit on low-key was – so the obelisk in Egyptian mythology represents – the like the sunbeam, it re- it resembles like the mm-hmm. sun god Ra. Yeah, like the, it's like thought to be a petrified sunbeam, and obviously it's, so it's like this. Yeah, exactly, and it's like this is obviously the sun. Like he, he's going, he's climbing oh, this cool. like. Yeah, exactly, he's climbing this like Egyptian monument thing on a, what could is in egyptian mythology understood as like a petrified sunbeam he's climbing this thing that's awesome exactly yeah i know and all i all i looked up was obelisk and i didn't even know an obelisk I was like this just seems right and then Damn. i went down the the rabbit hole and then it's like yeah so obviously my he, art
1: history class should have covered that more that's, yeah, that's great <laughs>
0: this no this story has lucky made me want to get into like egyptian mythology because yeah, yeah, that for shit real. is crazy because I'm not even done. I'm about to keep going, too. Okay. <laughs> because all of what I'm about to say is, is like, very relevant to this story, okay. for real. So, but just, again, too, like, the sun like the sun god Ra is, like, mm-hmm. the understood, understood as, like, the giver of life, the creator of the universe, mm-hmm. which, by the way, just the Egyptian conception of the universe is that it was created out of chaos. All yeah. I'm saying is shout out paradise lost i'm i'm just saying chaos
1: yep. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> so many and, so
1: many comparable I mean, that's i mean that's a whole other thing but there's yeah. the, like creation creation stories in different cultures yes. there's some weird similarities i it's love it good. yeah
0: I, there's gotta um, be like uh, a, i would totally read a book on that shit i'm yeah, just like oh yeah because oh it's yeah, basically sure. this is like the idea of like i, I don't know but i like think the idea of the Jungian archetype i believe yeah. where it's just like universally across time across culture across history yeah like the same themes pop up and it's like all the yeah. Creation <laughs> stories are basically the same thing, yep, and, and with complete independence of one another. And I don't know, there, there's something actually deeply interesting about that, but we'll have to we'll put a we'll put yeah. a pin yeah. in that. <laughs> but and then too, so this is this was another interesting part. Is in the beginning when Ra created the universe, this is a time where it's like the Egyptian gods and human beings coexisted. They lived in this mm-hmm. on the same mm-hmm. society for the same time, like they walked the same earth for the same mm-hmm. for for a while. So put a pin in that listener and then last but not least is right we have the sun, we have the sun god ra right we have the sun we have daytime nighttime which is known as the duat is literally like the underworld that is how mm. the the underworld so put a put a couple pins in that hey. one the realm of the dead so that this is, is what
1: this is really helpful, isn't it? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, Damn, exactly. Okay. See, you see why I had to go off. And <laughs> Absolutely. I, it was uh, it was obelisk too. I literally googled obelisk, and one you thing led not. to yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. So, and I don't know. The, I'm I'm assuming Lovecraft was aware of this, especially because yeah. Egyptian mythology is something yes. that pops up in a, a few of his stories. Yes. So anyway, keep all that in mind, reader. As as our protagonist is climbing up this black tower, and he's like basically just climbing and climbing. Which again, yeah, petrified sunbeam. That's yep. what he's climbing yep. on, obviously. Yep. And then so he's like and climbing. It's
1: like petrified, like like dead sunbeam. Yes, for, in this sort of situation, because there's you know it's still Correct. this horrible. Decaying, ghastly, terrible, dead, sterile, cylindrical rock,
0: slimy, crumbling. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. The it's like a fucked up, haunted, like yes. a new
1: chill, as of haunted and venerable mold. Venerable yes. mold being a very weird phrase, and I think he uses the the word venerable later, which mm. is a weird little link. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna just, lie.
0: What does that was one of the words I don't know what that means. You. So it's
1: it's like it's like veneration, like it's like um, kind of celebrated or respected
0: okay that's um, kind of what i thought yeah actually yeah venerable Which, mold sometimes okay this is a, i don't know you could either see this as a critique of lovecraft or yeah. as a benefit or like uh, an intentional style of lovecraft yeah. but sometimes it's like he's got like two he's got an adjective and a noun and it's like yep. that don't fit but yeah. that might be right that might be the point or it's <laughs> yeah. just like he's just throwing words out there it kind but, of
1: enhances the like what the hell is going on feeling and, but know, at the same time you're just like yeah, if, okay if we're I'm being
0: gonna- if we're being charitable it's this yeah. idea that there is some kind of divine quality to this thing yes. right so it's like it's like this it's that's right on point it's like a sunbeam but it's like this black slimy yeah. crumbling thing yeah so it's like this mixture of the divine with like the decaying so yeah. it's like the venerable mold so yeah. I'm, i'll give him that one we'll, okay. we'll give him, okay. that. We'll give him okay. that one so so basically he's climbing this fucking thing for for it's not clear actually cuz so he said all at once after an infinity of awesome sightless crawling up that concave and desperate precipice i felt my head touch a solid thing no doubt the floor of some lofty and capacious observation chamber so this yes. the whole climbing of this thing felt almost like, you know, like a portal, like a yep. zone of some sort that he's passing through. Because yep. it's like, the, what he mentions is like, what the terrifying part of this was not necessarily like how high he was, but how much, like how it would not end. Yes. He just keeps climbing and climbing. And it's like, all that we really get about the passage of time is like an infinity of awesome sightless yep. crawling. Yep. And he so doesn't,
1: it, I mean, he's already very kind of ambiguous about how time works anyway, given sure. the lack of day versus night and yeah, exactly. probably lack of clocks so it's yeah who <laughs> You'd
0: knows have to, exactly although no there is one part which was just weird but there is a when he's climbing he gets the sensation that night had fallen yeah some which, shit like that what does
1: that mean <laughs>
0: exactly because because it's described as like sightless crawling yeah, right yeah. it's like how and obviously there's no there's still at this point no sun or moon yeah. or light or anything yeah. so but that was yeah that was like a weird line yeah and yeah i don't know maybe it has something to do with like the the latent memory like which we'll we'll talk okay. about yeah i don't yeah. i don't know i don't know i'm just because yeah. it, it did just come out of nowhere yeah like and, and now that you mentioned it, it's like i kind of just read over that again but but yeah. yeah what what does it mean that he thought he had the huh. feeling he had the feeling that night fell he just also this idea too about that, I guess. <laughs> yeah <laughs> He said I, have a, I bet he said i bet is night right now yeah <laughs> but <laughs> Also, too, the idea of, like, you know, the contrast of, like, the sunbeam with, like, the, the decaying, the yep. dark, is, like, the fact that it's sightless. Like, he's climbing a yep. sunbeam, and it's completely dark. Yep. Not to mention, like, uh, again, the, with the contrast of all this, there's, like, bats and shit. Like, there's startled bats, which yep. fly about noiselessly. And then, yeah. again, this slimy yeah. and then venerable mold. So, yeah. it's a sunbeam, but it's a fucked up one.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay, I have a couple a couple things before we get out of this, this yeah. climb that he's in. Um, so another one that I don't have a ton to say about, but just bringing back to other types of mythologies in, have you read um, like Dante's Divine Comedy? No.
0: Oh my okay, God, okay, I want okay. to. That's like so, the biggest gap in my resume right now. Right.
1: <laughs> okay. So when they get to the bottom of the Inferno, they have to like climb through the bottom of the Inferno to get to Purgatory. Okay, and there nice. is this kind of climbing aspect there um which is not quite the same but it is reminiscent in a weird oh, kind sure. of way yeah. of this um, and this of, inferno
0: hellish yes. escape so yep, yeah for sure Yep,
1: of getting getting through Because and like the bottom of the inferno is cold also
0: um, oh really cold and Ooh. dark instead of Ooh. hot and
1: flamey so it's nice. it's kind of a similarity there to, to for climb sure up. um and then
0: and it's also it's a portal right it's a yeah. portal it's going from in the infern from hell into purgatory which yes. this is you know he's climbing from this fucked up place that he's in into yep. what we'll talk about shortly right. but yes go on
1: right so there's that and the other thing this is unpleasant but freudian angles on this oh <laughs> like, yeah is I mean, a dick about
0: to get mentioned is phallus yep, about to yeah, get mentioned yeah, yeah so, okay nice. you, know,
1: the, you know if you're looking at a tower that like goes up indefinitely from the outside that's sort of a phallic sort of symbolism but then when you're in the inside it almost gets kind of like a birth metaphor
0: yeah, here, yeah. oh like, okay that's you know, for sure the, 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 That like, that is for sure
1: slimy tunnel that he's emerging Oh, my, from. that's
0: i'm not gonna lie that is on point that <laughs> so, is actually on you know. point because because yeah exactly he like emerges as we'll talk yeah. about like like from yeah. this like great from this opening yeah and it's like this small yep canal yep. a birth canal one might kind of say yep. And then, no no that's facts so. there's no that is literally facts yeah no yep. <laughs> he's climbing <laughs> a had di- had he's, <laughs> he's climbing a dick and then is giving birth to so yeah
1: <laughs> what, a, what a way to be <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and i mean like okay this this it could and probably is reading too much into it, but the fact that I don't know Lovecraft probably did seem to have some weird gender stuff going on mm-hmm. in in his developmental years. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, we're just gonna yeah. throw that out. We're just I- gonna throw that out there. <laughs> but um, no, I think that it's is
1: fair game. I think it's fair. No, game.
0: it no, it totally is. It a hundred percent is. So okay, so after he is basically given birth, after he's yeah. popped out into this new, so he the emergence is
1: weird. Like the emergence yeah. also before we even get there. Like there's this. So yeah, he gets to the top of this thing, um, and he finds the bottom of a floor. I felt my head touch a solid thing, and I knew I must have found the roof or at least some kind of floor. In the darkness, I raised my free hand and tested the barrier, finding it stone and immovable, which is an unusual thing to find at the top of a tower, I guess. Um, He describes it as a slab or door with his head. Like, it's a whole process. It seems really heavy and difficult. Yeah. And I mean, I'll just go ahead and say at this point, even before completely remembering or knowing how this goes, like it, it feels like a, you know, those, the, the big sort of marble or rock things that go over top of some graves.
2: Yeah. Like it, yeah, yeah it feels,
1: it feels like that, not like not a headstone, but those sort of full body length rectangles of like, that i mean that's immediately like, the imagery yeah, that comes yeah, yeah. to my mind is like the a, sort of like
0: a i don't think crypt is the right word but i know what you're yeah, talking about yeah like the slab of shit that gets slid yeah. open that we, like, yeah. that's what you're exactly yeah. exactly
1: yeah, yeah. also and like, the, in the head and stuff,
0: the, yeah. the head hitting the yep. head top thing that i'm that reminds me of baby getting born right absolutely like the, the absolutely head, yep. yeah yeah i'm yep. just stirring that up but yep. yeah no exactly that's that's true and then this also is where weird like spatial stuff gets introduced for me Mm -hmm. right Mm because he basically comes out of this thing uh surely he's reached the the floor of some like lofty observation chamber he says which he's going to look out from everything and basically he like pops he pops up into this place and it's like a whole other space which by Mm -hmm. the way is dark there's still no light Mm -hmm. here And he's fumbling around for a window, basically. And then he says, But on every hand I was disappointed, since all that I found were vast shelves of marble bearing odious oblong blocks of disturbing size. Then, unexpectedly, my hands came upon a doorway where hung a portal of stone, rough with strange chiseling. Just throwing that out there. Call back to Egyptian iconography being carved into obelisks. But this idea that, okay, tower. He's climbing this, you know... I picture a tower as, like, this tall, thin thing, right? Yeah. Okay, observation chamber, some shit like that. But he mm-hmm. comes up, and instead he finds, quote-unquote, vast shelves of marble bearing odious oblong blocks of disturbing size. Yep. So this, the idea is that it's... First off, how does it's not clear how he knows that these boxes are of disturbing size and how he knows these shelves are so vast yeah it's not exactly clear unless he's just like feeling feeling around feeling it out yeah but it's like how can all also of this what exist? is a
1: disturbing size like yeah what does exactly that
0: mean? <laughs> exactly Ex- and odious like the why are the boxes odious
1: yeah <laughs> For, but, I mean, again, like, I'm I'm kind of picturing tomb-like, but since he's coming from exactly. this tomb world where he's just used to bones and stuff being around, what is odious to him? What does that exactly. mean? Yeah, yeah, true. It's
0: almost it's almost like some, like, again, primal feeling yeah. of, like, okay, something is not right. Yeah. Odious, something like yeah. that. And then, yeah, disturbing stuff. But it's like, how can there be all this stuff? How can there be vast shelves of marble in these... Boxes that are so big are described as disturbing at the top of, like, a tower. You know what I mean? It just, like, doesn't really make sense. Like, it would have to be, like, super, like, top-heavy. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, this tower that is, like, a little stalk that's holding up, like, a whole... Like, I don't it just doesn't if, make sense i don't
1: know if jack and the beanstalk is in the grimm's fairy oh, tales but i facts. wouldn't be surprised because it has Hold that on, similar that kind sh- of like i'm
0: looking that shit up you know
1: ascending a thin a tall thin thing into a whole world that's way bigger than uh, you would expect
0: yeah no exactly i believe it is yeah the brother nice i can't i'm for some reason it's not that it's like internet's not giving me an obvious answer so i'm not gonna keep but anyway it's on point it's on point though. exactly and then (laughs) exactly the idea of like you know entering one world into another too like that's jack and the beanstalk uh and yeah you're right fairy it's fairy tale vibes it really is so yeah there's this weird and then he finds like a door like a whole doorway yeah just again with has rough and strange chiseling through it and long story short he bursts through the door and then it says as I did there came to me the purest ecstasy I have ever known for shining tranquilly through an ornate grating of iron was the radiant full moon which I had never before seen save in dreams and in vague visions I dared not call memories dreams visions yeah memories just throwing all that yeah, out there but he yeah. finally sees the moon I was
1: so happy for him at
0: that Yeah point. exactly It's just like yay and, and then it. things do go a little things go yes, downhill pretty they, quick, they unfortunately. Do. But he did have the purest ecstasy he has ever known. Yep. And, and and yeah, it's exactly. It's it's the moon. So basically he goes through this little grating and then again also it's like he so we've gone up a tower we've mm-hmm. climbed this thing of stone we've gone through a wall. we've gone through a door he's climbing through a grating it's like mm-hmm. you know a lot of things that we are going in and out of again the space the space yes. of this what is yes. happening here like how is this all happening how is, at the top of a tower it's
1: expanded so much from exactly. what we thought it was yeah
0: exactly and then so we find out maybe some of how the spatial aspect of this is working because he says most daemon Most demoniacal of all shocks is that of the abysmally unexpected and grotesquely unbelievable. Also, yeah, there's the adjective thing. Yes. (laughs) Which will come up again later, but... (laughs) Nothing I had before undergone could compare in terror with what I now saw. Instead of a dizzying prospect of treetops seen from a lofty eminence, there stretched around me on a level through the grating nothing less than the solid ground, decked and diversified by marble slabs and columns, and overshadowed by an ancient stone church whose ruined spire gleamed spectrally in the moonlight. There's the church yeah. spires. This is again, this is hella gothic spires yep, and you know definitely. all all the rest. Yep. And, yeah. And so the, yeah, so basically the
1: spire kind of I think is a is a good little mirror to the the tower that he just climbed also, especially yeah, cuz it's, exactly. it's ruined its spectral.
0: Yeah, it's exactly. Tall. <laughs> and, and yeah. then also like, on top uh, like a good mirror from where he's at because he's basically climbed all this way to emerge yes. right back at solid ground like yes. that's what's weird about the perspective that's this is what I thought was horrifying about the story as he's climbing and he's climbing and he's climbing all to just like mind fuck he's literally just level with the ground yes. at this point yeah which also just like reconfigures everything you thought you had known about the story where Definitely. it's like okay he is in some like I mean we don't even know like some a, a Really okay, underworld is what it is. He is in a literal underworld of like the of the dead and it's just like yeah, yeah. It's like he's in the bowels of the earth almost so where and then, there
1: is a sky that he never sees yeah exactly um, until exactly. suddenly yeah now he's seeing the actual sky but and it's, not
0: unless we're not even gonna think about why the fuck there's a castle and trees and shit down in the right depths of the the earth or i mean that's just like like one interpretation of it because again yeah. it's like one it's like almost like a like this portal like you're going from one world to another but yep. either, like, even if you just take it at like face value of like going down it's like yeah the whole thing is fucked and and the this infinite that's what's fucked up is like this infinite climbing up 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 like that's what he talks about is so terrifying is how the climb never ends only to find yourself at ground level like that's that's fucked up yeah and and this is also the like Common theme, I feel it's like. It's like a
1: horrible metaphor for starting a new hobby, and it's like, you do all this work only to be an amateur.
0: <laughs> no, exactly, for real. I've yeah. actually been trying to, like, get into uh, drawing recently. Oh, yeah, and nice. It's, it, well, it's basically like climbing up this hell tower of black, <laughs> slimy bats and oh, no. terrible... No, it's bad, bro. It, I I'm, I'm worse than the average third grader, and that's me putting... <laughs> Effort in that's me trying. So oh, no. yeah, I I climb for years, infinite time, just to end up at. Solid. That is how a, it is, though, right? Like, no, exactly. Just, yeah, then, just a third, awful, then a third, then gra- a third a third grader draws a, a dog, and I realize I'm right at ground level. I'm right at ground level. <laughs> but this uh, is rib. this yeah. is the idea to of like you know the discovery of an outside world this is the this is like the lovecraftian like cosmic kind of horror is what you thought was the world is actually just one small insignificant part of some other completely vast incomprehensible world that exists outside of your knowledge and there's something horrifying in that and i won't even get like so I, this is, like, not... It's not really even spoiled, but there's a couple animes that come to mind. Okay. Like, which, so, okay, like, for instance, there's this one anime, Promised Neverland. Okay. And I only watched the first season because apparently it got really bad after that. But there is, ah. like, this... So, uh, listeners, if you care, skip. But there's, like, this a very similar thing where it's, like, discovery of an outside world. And there's also... Surrounded by forest, they go through and they they climb this thing. And that show that season ends with them... They climb this thing, and instead, this is happy ending. Well, for this, and they see the sun rising. They finally see like this beautiful sun rising, and it's like that's what he didn't get. And then also um, another, so Attack on Titan it comes pretty early, but uh, you know, exactly like the discovery that it's like you thought like this is little. Turns out you're just on a fucking island, uh, and the whole rest of the world like that was like where it's the whole perspective shifts, the whole scale of everything shifts. And there's something kind of horror i mean it's particularly in this story there's something horrifying about this where it's like you you do all this climbing just to realize there is this whole other world that exists yes. and that's like that's the cosmic horror there's no blood here there's no gore there's no scary monsters it's just this terrible shift of perspective yeah. this realization that yeah. is horrifying
1: everything you thought you knew is just a small piece of reality exactly
0: yes yeah. exactly And also, not to mention, too, this idea, and we'll we'll get more into this, but marble slabs, marble columns. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. there's all this, like, weird architecture. Yes. Like, this ancient architecture. So, and then he says, I knew not where I was, or I knew not who I was, or what I was. Though as I continued to stumble along, I became conscious of a kind of fearsome, latent memory that made my progress not wholly fortuitous. So, it's, like, this weird thing where it's, like, he's kind of, uh, like he He becomes conscious of like this, as he says, fearsome, latent memory, which mm-hmm. may progress not wholly fortuitous, which is like he doesn't not know where he's going right like There's some kind of weird growing familiarity yes. with with this place.
1: there's a which, definite sense from all of this that the narrator is working towards a goal that they maybe don't have complete access to, but right. it is.
0: They're almost being compelled. It's magnetic. Yeah. Yes, it's, exactly, exactly. I was
1: determined to gaze on brilliance and gaiety at any cost. Like, yes. it's, it's, yeah, it's a compulsion.
0: A compulsion. Yeah. And then, like, a- as she's going along the journey, like, the word memory, yes. and recognition, and familiarity kind of yep. starts getting dropped. And it's like, okay, he's, like, somehow kind of knowing, like, there's, he said, like he said, there's, like, this activation, basically, of this yep. fear, fearsome latent memory, this memory that was until then in the background and is now as he's like it's almost like walking like going through a place that you haven't been to in a long time yep. and it's like oh i remember this like you start recalling yep. things it's like that's kind of what seems to be happening and then yeah. also too just in terms of like the the architecture of this place so it says i passed under an arch out of that region of slabs and columns and and basically he's walking along the road and to to tread across meadows where only occasional ruins. Bespoke the ancient presence of a forgotten road. Once I swam across a swift river where crumbling mossy masonry told of a bridge long vanished. Yeah. So I mean, this part is just weird too. He's swimming across a river. He's just walking around and sh- yes. like that's kind of weird. Like so, the river thing, especially. But yeah.
1: This all is. I mean, I think it's it's noteworthy that the narrator is emerging from the sort of crypt world into a world full of ruin so it's at at night so it's not like a stark contrast really from where they were um to where they are now but also i don't i don't completely know why the swift river thing is happening but i will point out that that if we're looking at this as kind of a death to life story Mm -hmm. um that is relevant like vampire mythology that they nice. can't cross running water
0: oh seriously um, so
1: this 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 guy oh, can, crazy. and i don't i don't know why that well maybe be, it's because he's
0: emerged maybe it's because yeah, he's emerged yeah. and he's, he's been born like
1: yeah tr- maybe so yeah he
0: crossed some kind of threshold which yeah. now allows him but okay yeah nice yeah. That, that's sick. So,
1: anyway just as and a- then <laughs> yeah
0: and then it's just like weird so ancient civilization ancient presences like like these yeah. vast slabs and columns where it's like almost like a like reminiscent of like, an ancient society, basically. Yes. Which, like, what comes to mind is the idea that the the fact that when when the sun god Ra created the earth, humans and gods lived in the same world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. in this world, there's like this weird, it's like this kind of terrifying, ancient, absolute, mm-hmm. like, marbles, like, you know, which is like an ancient material. And there's yeah. these columns and slabs. It's like and the uh arches and like yeah. the the they he crosses the river and finds like this a, a bridge long vanished the mossy yeah. masonry of a bridge long vanished like you know just like just like literally looks like the ruins yep. of like a, of like an ancient maybe like divine yep. civilization Okay, and then, yeah, yeah, and now I'm going to, and now it's Borges time. Okay. (laughs) So before you read, before you sent this story and suggested it, I had read Borges not that long. And again, I hadn't read Lovecraft for like years at this point.
2: Yeah.
0: And I was reading this Borges story called The Immortal, and what instantly stood out to me was and again, I hadn't read really Lovecraft, I'm like, this is very Lovecraftian, this this Borges story. And again, it's before we read this, and mm-hmm. then we read this, I'm like, oh my, this is like <laughs> literally like the Borges story I just read. So I'm just going to read a, a, like a, a good little paragraph okay. from that, but just see the the parallels. Cool, yeah. So um, basically, like there's this pit, and out of, out of the gloom below rose a ladder. I descended the ladder and made my way to a vast, indistinct, circular chamber so again ladders descent Definitely. like kind of you know nine doors opened into that cellar-like place eight led to a maze that returned deceitfully to the same chamber the ninth led through another maze to a second circular chamber identical to the first and then he just is doing this like infinitely too so it's like there's eight doors that lead right back to the same place the ninth Man. door leads to another chamber that is the exact same thing and he's doing this again he like so long he loses track of time and then and then it says i raised my dazzled eyes above vertiginously high above i saw a circle of sky so blue it was almost purple a series of metal rungs led up the wall." I climbed up that ladder, only pausing from time to time to sob clumsily with joy. So, okay. again, like, he's now he's ascending this yep. ladder into this new world. Also, this idea of, like, the idea of ascension being related to joy. Like, he's now yep. sobbing mm-hmm. with happiness that he's reached. He's about to reach this new land. Yep. And then it says, little by little, I began to discern friezes in the capitals of columns. So, friezes, I had to look yep. that shit up. It's like, like ancient Greece marble yep. statue, like, column yeah. type shit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I began to discern friezes in the capitals of columns, triangular pendiments and vaults, confused glories carved in granite and marble. Again, marble, like that's like an ancient material, yeah. you know, like mar- marble and granite. Yeah. I emerged into a kind of small plaza of irregular angles and varying heights. Also again, weird distortions of space. Mm-hmm. And then more than any other feature of that incredible monument, I was arrested by the great antiquity of its construction. I felt that it had existed before humankind, before the world itself. And then he says, this place is the work of the gods, was my first thought. I explored the uninhabited spaces and I corrected myself. The gods that built this place have died. Then I reflected upon its peculiarities and told myself, the gods that built this place were mad. So.
1: Weird.
0: Yeah, but a lot of parallels.
1: Yes. Big time. Interest. I got to read this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no it's great. Yeah. Okay. But especially this idea of like like the irregular angles and shit yes. like the architecture that doesn't make sense that's very Lovecraftian. Maybe not necessarily in this story but like what comes to mind is at the Mountains of Madness,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: by Lovecraft, where it's like he basically discovered, like, basically it's like an, it's a low key like an ancient civilization, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like non-geometrical, like it makes no sense, okay. and that's like, again that's what's like again the cosmic horror thing where it's yeah. like this, it's like even just down to the architecture and space, like it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense to humans, and it's like a completely alien form of yeah. structure and civilization, and then again we have like you know obviously there's like the ascent and the descent, but the, yep. the ancient the ancient civilization. And that the the idea that this place was built by gods, you know, and then it's like we have the same kind of thing, like you know, the weird spatial angles and the marble and the all this other this crumbling ruins, like in the Lovecraft story of what reminds of what seems like maybe some ancient again divine civilization, which is related to like the sun god Ra stuff, where humans and like the remnants of an old. Mythical time in the past where gods and humans walked the same earth, and this is like the remnants of that. Some, some shit like that.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my reading of this initially was kind of a more kind of ordinary (laughs) civilization of just like this was, you know, a few hundred years ago, maybe. But that's, I think, I mean, I think you're onto something there. That's, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I only thought about it too cuz I was <coughs> reading the Borges story and I'm like this is Lovecraftian. Like Definitely. that's what that's what came to mind. Yeah. So, yeah, so cool. th- there there is all there is just bear all of that in mind and Definitely. then he's basically just kind of like wandering around for a while yeah. at this point. And And, like, kind of recognizing things and kind of not. And then, like, again, with the whole dreamscape thing, is eventually he finds this, which, yeah, by the way, there's just that fucking church there. like Yeah. And that's really the only building that's mentioned, just, like, this church in the middle of nowhere. And then eventually he reaches a, quote, an ivied castle in a thickly wooded park. Yes. So just right off the bat this is the same thing that he was living in basically yeah. like just structurally is there was a castle that was yep. surrounded by a thickly wooded park. so he's climbed all this way just to in a kind of i mean it's not it's not the same because there's yeah the this, moon this is
1: where venerable comes in again sorry yes. just just to, to no, do, do we, my little uh single word obsession yeah, here yeah yeah no um, it's, the back. it's here a is, back. is uh yeah it's a now it's venerable ivied castle instead of the venerable mold mm, so yes. it's uh yeah, I don't know. It's definitely definitely kind of intended, I think, as a parallel.
0: Exactly, yeah. There's uh, but par- very
1: much more lively, you know, it's it's yeah. light and it's...
0: Because it's not the same. Yeah. There are similarities, but this this place is different, right? There's something yeah. fundamentally different about but this But it's
1: place. in a thickly wooded park, so Th- even exactly. that, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot of... Hmm.
0: Exactly. And then when he sees it, he describes it as, quote... Maddeningly familiar, yet full of perplexing strangeness to me. I saw that the moat was filled in, and that some of the well-known towers were demolished, whilst new wings existed to confuse the beholder. So, again, this is where it's like weird kind of realization, recognition, maddeningly familiar. He he, he saw that the moat was filled in, which implies that he knew that there was a moat that had to have been Mm -hmm. filled in, and Mm -hmm. that some of the, quote, well-known towers were demolished and yep. he recognizes new wing like new wings added to the cat it's like it's literally like visiting like a childhood home or a place you haven't been to and it's like yep. oh what happened to this restaurant and like yep. oh what's this new place it's like he has some kind of weird th- but it's still strange It still yes. like doesn't make sense to him but there is this growing recognition of what's going yep.
1: on yep yep
0: and then, at this point, he sees open windows, gorgeously ablaze with light, and sending forth sound of the gayest revelry.
1: Yeah, he did it. <laughs> he found
0: it. <laughs> yes, I know. It's, it's about to be a happy ending, right? Yeah. For and then, sure. <laughs> and, he, and he hears merry conversation, and he says, I had never, also, I think this, again, this is a subtle point, I had never, comma, seemingly, comma, mm-hmm. Heard humans I had never seemingly heard human speech before yeah. and could guess only vaguely what was said yeah. some of the faces seemed to hold expressions that brought up incredibly remote recollections others were utterly alien yeah so like there's some kind of again uh, he's hearing this shit that he can't even really understand it's almost like a lang- it's like like he's not familiar with like human speech yes. almost yeah which but is then,
1: you know brings back your your tower of babel point
0: oh true of, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly people
1: comprehension c- stuff yeah
0: exactly like the yeah. language that's exactly and so some and but some have incredibly remote recollections some were utterly alien which is already implying some to, like the fact that something can be new yeah. means you have to know what is new relative yes. to what and then the incredibly remote recollections and everything yep. and then now moment of truth I now stepped through the low window into the brilliantly lighted room, stepping as I did so from my single bright moment of hope to my blackest convulsion of despair and realization. And then this part was we. And this I again, yeah, yeah. I read this when I was fucking blazed as fuck. <laughs> so it's like this part. It to me, what I'm about to read. What was crazy about it was the instantaneousness of it. That's what struck. That's what okay. struck me. So it's like, scarcely had I crossed the sill when there descended upon the whole company a sudden and unheralded fear of hideous intensity, distorting every face and evoking the most horrible screams from nearly every throat. Flight was universal, and in the clamor and panic, several fell in a swoon and were dragged away by their madly fleeing companions. Many covered their eyes with their hands and plunged blindly and awkwardly in their race to escape, overturning furniture and stumbling against the walls before they managed to reach one of the many doors. So, yeah, this is, like, an intense reaction. And this is what's interesting, too, is it terrifies him. Yes. Or, like, the narrator is like, whoa. Like, that was, like, the most intensely terrifying thing he had seen. Well,
1: that's a lot. I mean, you've just come from this very kind of still, quiet, decaying, lack of um, simulation, silent, empty place. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly you have this, this gloriously populated Gayest revelry the gayest revelry loud probably and then yeah
0: exactly and
1: but it's like good and it's a you know it's kind of you know again not to not to do uh not to project yeah (laughs) you know if you've been in isolation from covid for a while and you see some people having a good time that's kind of exciting but if you've been in, in isolation for a while and then you see some people and they're Terrified, yeah, you take that's a step in, bad. And
0: ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you know, terrified to the utmost, where it's yeah. like, and it's like the distorted face and the, the horrible screams. And it's yeah. like people are literally like passing the fuck out, yeah, like just instantly. Pa- and it's like they said like they're talking about like the friends are like dragging away their companions, overturning furniture. It's like the most intense reaction, yeah. And he and it just like the instant that he passed through, that's like what kind of and it's like, this is so. Again, such a... Vi- like, literally, these motherfuckers passing out, screaming the instant he walks through. That's and it's really just
1: like really intense... Yeah. Yeah, exa- I mean,
0: again, he he's the one who's scared of it, right? Yeah. Like, he's the one who's terrified.
1: It's weird that he doesn't try to go with them, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. He's, he's terrified, but he, they run away, and he says, I trembled at the thought of what might be lurking near me unseen. Exactly. He's exactly. just sort of hanging out there like oh no something awful has just happened but i don't really understand what yeah because his Um, reaction
0: is like whoa what the fuck just happened that everyone ran away Mm -hmm. i i gotta get out of here basically is what Mm -hmm. he's thinking but yeah he's just he's kind of just chilling and then he notices uh, a presence in the room like he's like looking around like whoa what the fuck what what just happened and he notices a presence in the room and then and then he basically he beheld in full frightful vividness. Okay, by the way, adjective keep in mind adjectives here. Yes. This is this is classic Lovecraft, right? Coming up. <laughs> he beheld in full frightful vividness the inconceivable, indescribable, and unmentionable monstrosity. I cannot even hint what it was like, for it was a compound of all that is unclean, uncanny, unwelcome, abnormal, and detestable. It was the ghoulish shade of decay, antiquity, and desolation, the putrid, dripping eidolon of unwholesome revelation, the awful bearing of that which the merciful earth should always hide. God knows it was not of this world, or no longer of this world, yet to my horror I saw in its eaten away and bone-revealing outlines a leering, abhorrent travesty of the human shape." And so, right? Yep. Up just I mean, at the most immediate, it's like hella adjectives indescribable so many I can't even explain right like that's that's all that's like the classic a multitude of
1: adjectives (laughs) to say nothing basically Exactly. and
0: like Lovecraft in all his stories is always there. like yes it's low-key not a Lovecraft story without him saying in some form I can scarcely describe what Mm -hmm. my eyes feast to find. it's really
1: important that you understand that you cannot understand that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and you know so the there's two you know the, the critic might say it's just bad writing the charitable interpretation is were what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, it's so horrifying that it it really can't be described. Like, the compound. I think
1: it's... I I do, too.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I do, too. I think it gets to the point where it's I'm a big
1: fan of horror stuff, just generally, where it's like, you can't really see... What's going on.
0: Yeah. A lot yeah, of the time. exactly. So, this
1: is this is pointing very, like, gesticulating a lot at the fact that you can't see what's going on, really. Yeah. But uh, it's, And yeah. it's not
0: like he leaves it there. Like, he's right. giving you hella adjectives. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying to convey something. Putrid. Yeah. 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 Like, he uses his words very, like, clearly yeah. and, and I think intentionally. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's like the compound of all that is unclean, uncanny, yep. unwelcome, abnormal, and detestable. And to me, it's like, it's almost like this like platonic idea of like just (laughs) horrificness of like foulness of all that is unclean it's like you can't it's it's like so perfect in it's like horrificness that you you can't describe like words cannot possibly describe like this perfect it's like the ideal version of like putridness and terribleness
1: Uh, which yeah that's that's especially in in sort of contrasting it with it being a travesty on the human shape, so there's like yeah. the plat- the platonic form mm, of what a yeah, human yeah, shape yeah. looks like, and then this is this is such a mockery of that, an that abomination it a, of right, it like, yeah. That it yeah, becomes exactly. a platonic ideal of its own type of being like the worst possible thing yeah Um, which which would also explain
0: the horrificness like why everybody like screams and just is passing out because it's like it is like it is almost like horror and foulness itself and and it's like this is what you would do like you know if you were like if you've ever had some kind of like indescribable moment yeah some like you know where just on the complete opposite like you see the most beautiful like sunset the most like exultant like feeling you ever had and you try and tell somebody it just doesn't you can't it just doesn't work like you can and you can you end up trying to take
1: a picture of the moon on your phone yes exactly (laughs) it doesn't translate
0: and and Um, lovecraft here is using words to take the picture with his phone basically he's he's trying to (laughs) as best he can he's trying to convey this horrible yeah cosmically horrible thing but yeah it, it just can't it just can't like yeah. by definition it can't and he's it's trying also, and he's doing yeah. his best but that is and you know that's the theme of his writing is like mm-hmm. this this thing that is beyond human is so horrible
1: yeah
0: that is beyond human conception yeah.
1: it's it's like so i think in picturing this there's a at least i have like this impulse to try to picture it as something that is comprehensible like a like i've i've seen you know, animals that are, you know, dead, that have been decaying for a while or whatever. And that's, I mean, it's unpleasant to to see that, you know? Right. Um, And so the sort of nod to that of it was not of this world or no longer of this world Mm -hmm. sort of suggests something that is, you know, understandable in terms of death and decay that you might see and not enjoy seeing, but that are, you know, you can find them out there but i think that's maybe not the right impulse to try yeah, to, yeah. to try to to understand it on those terms because it is like it's something just so much more than that that it can't even be described like if if it was just a normal decaying human form you could just say that exactly. but no it's like it's something exactly. incredibly more than that it's a it's whole way other worse. level of fucked yeah. up yeah exactly yeah. it's
0: like it's a, it's a it's a horror like not of this world, and right. therefore like not comprehensible. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Like it's so, like, to try yeah. and explain it in terms like you just said of like you know things that we're familiar with, like a rotting yeah. carcass on the side or a rotting human body, it, yeah. it doesn't do the horror no. justice. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, exactly. And so so okay, and then it's like at this point too that he he's basically so terrified he he realizes he detects his presence.
2: Yeah. And he
0: becomes so terrified that he like he stumbles and he says, "As I did." As I did so, I became suddenly and agonizingly aware of the nearness of the carrion thing, whose hideous hollow breathing I half fancied I could hear. So he like can kind of hear the breathing, and then like yeah. he just basically stumbles and he throws out his hand yeah. to like catch his balance. When in one catas- cataclysmic second of cosmic nightmarish and hellish accident, my fingers touched the rotting outstretched paw of the monster beneath the golden arch. And then just I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep yep. through. It says. And in that same second, there crashed down upon my mind a single and fleeting avalanche of soul-annihilating memory. I knew in that second all that had been. I remembered beyond the frightful castle and the trees and recognized the altered edifice in which I now stood. I recognized, most terrible of all, the unholy abomination that stood leering before me as I withdrew my solid fingers from its own. So, like, there is like this... Climactic part where it's like, and you know, this to me it was kind of obvious what was happening here. But yeah. maybe we can wait for the old. Ult- we can wait for the ultimate reveal yeah. coming coming shortly. But like, you know, he sticks. His, he can hear its breathing. He st- and he touches it, and then yep. in that in that cataclysmic second, everything comes like it's an yep. avalanche of soul annihilating memory. Yep. Everything comes flooding back, and he recognizes everything, and he realizes like his whole situation that he's been in. It all come. It all comes yeah. back to him.
1: I think the fact also of it being under a golden archway is such a, you know, cause cause the whole emphasis on architecture and stuff. Yes, and light. Exactly. Like, it's been this sort of portal. Great, it's like a
0: portal kind of to, you know,
1: everything has been this sort of gray, like icky black. Right.
0: Like, yes, exactly. Drab it's the combination and, um, of like the, the, the horrible and the divine. Cause now yeah, we have like this. So yeah. now we have, so this, now golden we have this
1: golden thing that's full of light, and, um, archways are kind of an exultant architectural feature. Um, and so we have this in this this ivy castle as well Mm -hmm. too this beautiful ivy
0: gazed revelry yeah yeah, exactly yeah not to mention the obvious parallels with McDonald's, which uh, clearly, absolutely oh for sure.
1: I mean, no I have experiences can, like this every obvious. time I go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly.
1: Like, oh my god.
0: R- rotting. Deca- yeah. yeah. Uh, this is
1: or not exultant
0: or exultant pleasure. The, absolutely. The, no, when yeah. I eat a chicken yeah. nugget, it's, Intense the, it's
1: recognition the, of memories yes. long, long Late, uh, latent
0: ancient memory. Yeah, exactly. Man, I got to go
1: McDonald's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's the it's the um pr- profoundest ecstasy I've ever. They should encountered. do commercials <laughs> like that. <this. laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, okay, so actually, this is a point, yeah, actually, like, you know, related to commercial. I've looked up, I mean, whatever, just, like, the idea. I've looked up art, like, the out, art for the outsider.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And it's, like, so you see it, and it's, like, I think they kind of make a mistake, and they try to portray the this, this thing that we're talking about. Oh. They try to give it shape and form. Yeah. And it's, like, you said, it instantly becomes... Something that is familiar, yeah. And it turns like, into
1: like a zombie or something. Literally, that's literally yeah. what
0: it, that's literally what the the images look like. Yeah. And it's like you know that that is that's it's cool and all, but it's not yeah. it's not capturing the true horror. Right. right. That's like belittling how actually terrible this is. Yeah. That's like doing what you said of getting invoking the carcass on the road or yeah. like the the rotting body. It's it's yeah. it's it's, ter- it's horrifying, but not that's like stooping down basically yeah. to like to like gore and like r- like nasty recognizable things that are Cuz that's normal
1: I mean that's it's unpleasant but it's of the earth. This exactly. is Yeah.
0: This is cosmic cosmically else. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that's like the language he's using too. cataclysmic cosmic horror like I think yeah. he, he mm-hmm. says cosmic nightmarish or some shit like that so and then basically, so, and then he just dips <laughs> Loki <key. laughs> and, and, and he says the cosmos comes with like balm as well as it does. like, basically he, that at was this point, weird. yeah. Yeah. At, at this point, he just kind of, it makes no sense really, but he just yeah. kind of forgets what happened. Kind of remembers, yeah. kind of forgets. I mean, that's kind of related, I guess, where it's like, he has like the latent memory. So it's like, he forgets, but he also kind of knows what happens and he, yeah. fle- he flees as if in a dream. That's yeah. what it says. As yeah. if in a dream and then it says now i ride with the mocking and friendly ghouls of the night wind and play play by day amongst the catacombs of nephron Ka and the sealed and unknown valley of hadath by the nile egypt yeah. obviously so we got e- egyptian shit going i was on here.
1: wondering why it was egyptian stuff here but i think i think whether or not the explanations previously are why it feels like that to me now yeah <laughs> like this yeah, makes exactly. a lot of sense yeah and
0: if i'm not mistaken like i said it's been a while but he does seem to have just this, this weird not like obsession but he, he does invoke like egyptian shit I yeah think, i think that's part that of makes his sense. mythos I mean,
1: yeah, yeah yeah i mean so, it,
0: like it's like we were talking with the pyramids and the obelisks and stuff yeah. there's something like terrifying the, 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 the egyptian monuments ancient egyptian yeah. monuments do a great way of making you feel cosmically definitely. insignificant so
2: definitely Okay, yeah, and then
0: this is... It. definitely. And then, so this is like the great... This is the big reveal. So he says... Wait, wait, wait. Before, before, okay, we, yes. before we
1: do that, um, I do think that this is kind of a, a fun little contrast to what okay, he nice. was expecting to find um, when he came out of his, you know, tunnel slash tower slash whatever um, and found... He's, you know, he's been looking for company, um, yeah. light and company, and he found a bunch of, you know, presumably normal living people in yeah. the castle... And that was obviously not going to be his crew. Um, <laughs> so now he has found a crew, <laughs>
2: yeah, which our other ghouls, ghouls. Yeah. yeah,
1: which is you know kind of kind of nice. I, th- I think that's sort of a a thing that I can you know imagine happening. Where you kind of, I mean, this, this is a poor you know attempt to to relate to this. But um, growing up, I moved schools a lot. And mm. I feel like every time I started at a new school, there was this kind of feeling of just, like, here's a platonic ideal concept of, like, a friend group that I might have. Right, And right. then that doesn't quite work out because no. the, those, you know, the people that you imagine as your friends either don't exist or are not the types of people that actually end up being your friends. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Especially when you're, like, you know, 12. Um <laughs> So, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, being
0: 12 is basically like uh, night ghouls and catacombs and shit. I mean, basically. yeah, like you end up,
1: you know, you're your little 12 year old me, and you're just like, I'm gonna be friends with all the popular kids. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. that's not gonna happen. You're gonna be nope. friends with the weirdo.
0: Well, yeah, with the so, with the with the ghouls, with yeah, the friendly ghouls, yeah, yeah, no. In a weird so. way, it's like it's not like a, it's definitely not a happy ending. Yeah, but he did say like he went to try and go back down. I mean, that he was did, a thing. Yeah, that was a thing too. he said when he when he detected this presence, it was yeah. something which should be hidden from the earth. Like yep. that's what that's what he said. And then he, uh, the, he can't lift the portal thing again right. to get the, the great to get locked back down out
1: of where he yeah, used exactly. to be. Something it's has weird, fundamentally changed. It's a bizarre. D- tendency to want to go back into that place because it's like exactly. is it is it because that's where he feels like he belongs is it because it's sort of comforting to him to go yeah. back like it's it's yeah i don't know because like, like, like what well, yeah
0: it, it is it's it's almost like an instinct, like some primal yeah. instinct to run back and yeah. ho- I mean, okay, so this is where the Lovecraft thing is, where he hit, literally hid because he was so ugly. That's like right. what he said. So yeah. that's like one, you know, interpretation of it, like this ugly hiding yeah. thing. Yeah. But um, he sees the moon. He's got yep. the moon. He's got ghouls. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's a feast at the Great yeah. Pyramids or some yeah. shit like that. That's so, pretty
1: so good. But we'll then he's it. still, he's uh, in my new wildness and freedom. I almost welcome... The bitterness of alienage, for although yeah. Nepenthe has calmed me, I know always that I am an outsider, a stranger in this century, and among all those who are still men. So, like, even having found his his people, I guess you could call them, <laughs> his, his ghouls, ghouls his, yeah. his ghoul friends, um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's still doesn't quite connect with that. He's not part yeah. of the group. He's been he never after a connection, to, but it's he not. He never gets yeah. light.
0: He never reaches true sunlight. He never yeah. gets light. He never gets to hear human yeah. speech, presumably.
1: And it's like he, he sort of comes to to um, identify with not being a part of the group. Like he's, he right. sort of welcomes that. The outsider. Yeah. he's He claims that at this point, that he's not, you know, the same as, as anybody that he's hanging out with at this yeah. point.
0: Yeah. He takes a comfort in in the alienage, like also alien cosmic, right? That is what's fundamentally alien, what we don't understand. Yep. Okay. And then the final words of this, uh, of this story are this, I have known because like that he's not, uh, he's an outsider among men. This Mm -hmm. I have known ever since I stretched out my fingers to the abomination within that great gilded frame, stretched out my fingers and touched a cold and unyielding surface of polished glass reveal. It was a mirror. He was looking at a mirror. Mm -hmm yep so exactly so he yeah he views this thing that is of course like this horrible unspeakable i mean that's like horrific too right it's yeah like you think you're normal and you look in the mirror and you yeah and you personally think it is the most terrifying horrific yeah. ugly you personally think it needs to be hidden from the earth and then it's like oh shit I'm, i just touched a mirror yeah i just touched a glass i just touched a mirror <laughs> oh
1: no it's me <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then yeah. he just kind of runs away and is, yeah, chilling chilling chill yeah. with the night ghouls in and, and, and the catacombs.
1: It almost he, seems like, yeah, he's, like, trying to be kind of responsible by putting himself back down yeah. in the castle. It's like, oh, shit, you're right. This is not supposed to be out here. This is horrifying. I should go put myself back where I was. But,
0: yeah, which um, I think might speak to how truly awful, like, yeah. he is. You know what I mean? Like, as yeah. in terms of, like, the horror, it's not just, like, decaying, right. gross, it's, but it's, like, this is next level horror where yep. it's, like, yeah. I like, I don't, I don't know exactly how much this but like he has like a moral obligation, or like yeah. he even know like there's some instinct in him, and it's like the Earth cannot yeah. witness it, yeah. And then this, and it all kind of comes back together where it's like he was, who knows, right? There's like a memory, but it's not clear like yeah. what the memory's for, but yeah, some reason he that's why he was down there in the first yeah. place is because yeah. he was being hidden from the Earth. He was being hidden from. I mean, you know, the earth, like whatever this like weird ancient ruined society with like a castle in the middle of the forest. Like the whole thing seems like a dream, honestly. Yeah. But, I
1: think I, I think I was right about the potential for a queer reading about this. Yeah, he's just like, oh I, shit, I gotta go back in the the closet. Yeah, like,
0: tr- exactly. Oh no, yeah. the oh catacombs. No, I can't. It's too the late. catacombs. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's already come. He's already that. come out. Like, Man, yeah.
1: I came out of the catacombs.
0: Catacombs. Yeah, exactly. Once you've come out, there's no going back. In. Once you're born, once you're once you're born, there's no going going back in either. Just throwing that out there. Yeah.
2: Damn, uh, that's true too. Yep. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's settled. We found out. There you have it, Damn, uh, listeners. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> is the correct interpretation of the outsider by hp yep. lovecraft yep. so
2: yep. yeah
0: no this was this was a great one it's like a mind it's a mind fuck yeah. and you know weirdly not even uh, that's what i meant where it kind of has a monster but you know like mm-hmm. that's like one of the this is one aspect of lovecraft's writing that and then of like this this idea we've been talking about and then but there's another huge part of lovecraft is like mythical terrifying cosmic monsters yeah which is like kind of absent here because it's like not human but right. um, it's this i think it's still like a great intro for yeah. like classic and shit yeah 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 okay nice yeah it was a great great story any any final closing words
1: come on out of the catacombs it'll be great <laughs> <laughs> exactly. i don't know no, yeah. that's perfect. i'm glad i reread this after after having read it in the seventh grade i think uh it's a it's an interesting thing to revisit after, you know,
0: yeah, seventh grade, all that I time. Grade, like it's yeah. a very different your youth, right? Yeah. You're, I know, yeah, it was weird. Which also does call just while we're talking the question of like what, how old, like what, it, like he the the thing, whatever it is. Yeah, it, he assumed it was like a, a youth. Right, but it's like you get the idea. It's like you know, again, no, well, yeah. obviously, like ancient, like infinitely yeah. old, like en- entity. Like yeah, right. what, what it actually and he, is. And like, his even description clear.
1: earlier on of the whoever would have you know nursed him in childhood or whatever right. was like this mockery of a human shape, and then it's yeah. like that comes back up when it's him. He's sort of right. a mockery of right. a human. Right. Shape. It's right. like right, mm-hmm. full circle. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well. um... I think that's a wrap. Uh, listener, you know this was five stars, so smash that fucking <laughs> five stars, as usual. I'm sure you already have. But um, without further ado, thank you to, for listening to Big Day Short Story Club, home of the best short story clubs.